Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Right, fellas, good afternoon. Yeah, it's past 12, it's fine. Uh, good afternoon. It's it's Saturday. Uh, some of us are feeling a little more delicate than others. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, role reversals this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so welcome to, uh, to Saturday's edition of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, as always, I am Troy, joined by Jay and Aaron. How are we doing today, chaps? Uh, here's me. It's myself. Second cannon, boys. It's myself. <laughs> Just like last week, drinking at lunchtime. So... For the podcast, we're a bit late in scheduling, so I started at 12, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's seven in the evening somewhere in the world. <laughs> How are you getting on, Jay? I'm all right. Uh, went out last night, so SmackDown notes are interesting. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, as always, we will kick off with uh, a little bit of news, anything that's happened between uh, now and our last update. Um, guys, what have you got for me? So the big one that come out, I believe it was yesterday, um, Molina's re-signed with WWE. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. she was in. She was in NWA. Um, she was literally like in a big feud with Thunder Rosa. So I'm a little bit gutted about that because that would have been quite a fun match. But mm-hmm. yeah, big big get for WWE. Obviously, like with Charlotte and Becky out at the moment, they've they need a bit of mm-hmm. star power. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Also on the topic of the women's division. Ronda Rousey looks like she's training for a return. She posted a video of her training in a ring with um, Ruddy Piper's daughter. Nice. Sorry, what? She took time off to have a baby. She not had a baby. I just said she couldn't hear a baby. She, oh, she, did, she did also say um, she wouldn't come back full-time. So she wants no, like a letter in the schedule. That, that year was too much for her. Too I mean... Traveling. Was was she? She wouldn't full- be, tra- she be traveling full- anywhere, though. Yeah, at the moment. That, yeah. I mean, that's why she's probably why looking to come back because it's it's in one place for the time mm-hmm. being, isn't it? New was she full time before? She yes. was sort of full time, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, she was, was obviously more full time than Brock, obviously. But mm-hmm. I mean, she, she was, was there when, every week. She was she? Every yeah. week, yeah. When, okay, she okay. The, when, when she had the belt, she was on Raw every week. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Even, even before she had the bill, she was on every week. She was a part of a storyline or something. Oh, okay. It feels like so long ago. This was WWE BC, like before COVID. So it's <laughs> <laughs> totally different time zones. <laughs> bear, bear in mind, yeah. our, la- our last match was what? An hour, a year and a half ago. Uh, an hour and a half ago. An hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. In the back garden here up in fucking Scotland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Say it on a one-time deal, tight. <laughs> ICW. Um, <laughs> Ronda's house party. Um, We've got anything else? Scotland bar fight she's in. <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing, um, 
in regards to Ronda as well, she was tweeting um, she was tweeting Natty say, Natalia saying she wants to wrestle her again. So that was obviously like okay, um, okay. But also a contract is due up in, I believe, April. Who Natalia? Ronda's. Oh, okay. oh, she's still under contract. A, she's still under contract. A contract officially expires, um, in April. Maybe a, rum, so. a rumble return. Could have like a big mania farewell match, I guess. Maybe. I mean, she debuted at the rumble, didn't she? Kind of at yeah. the end of the match. She so came, came out the same the side, weirdly ruined that Asuka's moment. Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all right, you can't get me here. <laughs> so She's in my for, garden just now. It's easy for me to say. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing I've got as well is um, so WWE Battlegrounds came out yesterday. Yes, it did. Have we I've got been, it, anyone? I've been playing it. Is it any good? It, it's really fun. The only issue is a lot, of, depending on what style of wrestler you are, they sort of have the same like moveset and same things. But that's that's why it's half the price, really. It's more of an arcade game than yeah, yeah, yeah. The mobile game you put on consoles, isn't it? Oh, was it a mobile game? It, it, it is quite know. mobile. It looks like a no, mobile it is. Game. It is quite mobile, where you have to get credits and you have to work your way through to unlock yeah. stuff. But okay. it's it's a fun, enjoyable game. But Pick it up. I've yeah. not I've not lost it yet. I've not thrown the remote yet. So. <laughs> It's a good start. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll wait until I've thrown the remote and see if I go back there or not, and give me an update on that. <laughs> I'll wait until Black Friday when it's a tenner. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till I'll wait till I do the grind for about a month, and then I just start fucking up and then bonding <laughs> no. myself. So it's funny you said that was the only issue because it's not. Well, I um, well <laughs> go on, which I'll get to now. So. On a loading screen, there's a picture of a woman that is clearly Tessa Blanchard. It's, um, um, I, I think it's in campaign mode when you're fighting in the Royal Rumble. It comes up yeah. to play the Royal Rumble at the yeah. start. Um, and basically, the photographer who took the picture has tweeted 2K and WWE saying, what are you doing with my picture? You didn't pay me for this. You didn't ask for my permission to use it. Who works for Impact, by the way. Yeah, he does. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so it sounds like there's going to be a bit of a... A lawsuit. Legal... I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you if you see this like drawing of it's, this woman, it's, yeah. like the muscles on the picture and everything are exact. It's, it looks like, like it's they've... To a fine detail. It looks they, like they've dropped in Photoshop or Illustrator and just used the trace image thing. And yeah. it's just <laughs> coloured the outlines. It's identical. It's isn't identical. It? Yeah, I like it. Don't he, know he how they thought they could get away with it. <laughs> he tweeted the the original photo next to that, and it's like, well, it's clear as day. Anyone yeah. can see that. Um, Again, it's, it's the muscle tones, like where you see the lines and like the specific and the lines, yeah, specific lines. Mm. It's in the drawing. Yeah, it's identical. It's ridiculous. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll so, get some more on that soon. That will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you see the tra- the trailer they brought out yesterday with Undertaker and um, Michelle McCool playing it with the daughter? I, oh, really? Well, that says Mystique gone. Even, yeah. even <laughs> if it was still there, it's definitely gone. Jim Cornette <laughs> didn't die for this. Um, Honestly, it's ridiculous. He'll, he'll be, he'll be uh, the same colour as Troy's Liverpool shirt he's wearing. 
<laughs> Beam will be coming off his head. <laughs> that motherfucker broke kayfabe. <laughs> I heard I heard a funny story about Undertaker um, when he was in Liverpool last year. Um, so he goes to a restaurant for his food and because it was like a convention, part of the thing was he wasn't allowed to give any autographs outside of the conven- convention because he was charging a, um, ridiculous money. 150 pounds for an autograph. Um, wow. 250 for an autograph and a photo together. Yeah. Jesus. I, I, I tried to catch him at his uh, hotel because I found out where he was staying. <laughs> Missed him by about 10 minutes. I did, though, however, see Virgil walk into a casino. That was funny. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going made up that. Anyway, so back to Undertaker. Um, so he, go, he goes for food and a, a guy I know was working in this restaurant and obviously with the American cards, you've got to sign when you pay for it. Yeah. So he pays for it, and then they were like, "We just needed to sign this to uh, to like verify the payment." Validate, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Oh. And they were like, they, "And they were like, well, why not?" He was like, "Well, I, I, I'm doing a convention. I can't give any autographs." Out. And they were like, "Well, it's not an autograph. Got paid for your food, mate." It was like, "Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck, well, look how you are. <laughs> you've just racked up like a five hundred pound bill for you and your name, mates. Like, you need to, you need to sign that, and then." Apparently, it took him ages to kind of twig that he's got to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's only pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, that, that sounded funny. The I issues bet- right here are top tier wrestler. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet that receipt is up in a frame somewhere. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Um, any more news from you, chaps? Um, there was the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know, the first two matches of the first round. Sorry, yeah, first two matches. Um, so we had Jay Lethal beating Dalton Castle, and that was a weird match because Dalton Castle was like. Before we get the match, the fucking promos in this tournament, by the way. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to get to. I was going to get to him um, the next round um, or the next not, two matches. Not, not even that match, but even the Dalton Castle and Jay Lethal one, the promos were absolutely fantastic. They take I was it gonna so say, seriously. Like this pure title is just as big as the world title. Have like, you seen the not, um, Have you seen the Matt Seidel one they put out yesterday? No. I've, That's really good. I'm, really staying good. Al- I'm staying away from Ring of Honor until the Tuesday night when I can watch it. And then I see yeah. the promo before the match. I'm staying clear because it builds it up so big. Well, I love it. Yeah, the um, Matt Matt Seidel delirious. Obviously, they they were the f- each other's first match in Ring of Honor, so they go in they go into that, and it's nice. really good. There's already um, a bit of backstory. Yeah, well, twenty years backstory, <laughs> just there, a little bit. <laughs> there's backstory. There was backstory in the first two, like plenty of it. Yeah. Like, there's they make it such a big thing for a first round match in a tournament. Well, yeah, even like the overarching thing of um, like, um, obviously John Gresham and Jay Lethal, the ROH Tag Champions, and John Gresham didn't even like bring his bells out with him. He, he just slapped the other, and they, they made a the big deal on commentary. Like Gresham's not even brought his belt out. <laughs> he's tag champions with Jay Lethal I wonder why he's done that um, yeah so uh, Jay Lethal beat Dalton Castle in a match where Dalton Castle looked the whole time like he was going to win that um, yeah because like, it was a leg and he went for the leg constantly didn't he yeah yeah, he, yeah 
and then didn't lethal kick out of his finisher and then just hit his finisher from nowhere. Well, it's funny, it wasn't a proper finisher because his leg was that fucked he couldn't get the whole impact on it. Like, this thing, Troy, was made out to be legit, like a legit sport sort of thing. Really? It was ridiculously yeah. good. Yeah. I like awesome. I like the way the um the way they kind of um presented it as well. So on the screen they had like because there's only three rope breaks they had at the bottom each wrestler's oh, name like three bars. So when one got oh, a rope okay. break, one of the bars would go. It looked re- like ah, that's it, cool. That's really it cool. Felt, yeah, it felt kind of like um, similar <laughs> present presentation to like MMA. Yeah, really? even when they came out to their entrances, they had like the three little tip bits. <laughs> like coming down the side of the screen of like oh he's two and two against who, oh okay yeah like a like stats thing like mm. genuinely like UFC do like if, yeah I like as so well legit it's a good presentation I like as well um in the John Gresham match um which he he faced Will Utah beat him that match was phenomenal like one of the best ten minute matches I've ever seen it was really good um it felt like. It felt so much longer than it was in a good way. Mm-hmm. It See, felt like they achieved so much in that 10-minute uh, match. Um, and the, but the, the, the difference is James prefers the second one. I prefer the first one. But Oh, no, the I, second one blew yeah. me away. It was so good. Um, the the thing was, though, like that I was getting to, um, they made a big deal of the fact that Wheeler Utah had beaten John Gresham in another company. yeah. Oh, okay. they, like they mentioned he's, other he's companies, rest- yeah. Yeah, they'd only wrestled once before, and Wheelie really sort of beat John Gresham. So it was like, well, this will, this will be like a big thing for John Gresham if he can beat Wheelie Utah because he's mm. never beaten him. Oh, um, okay. And the way the way, say, the way they spoke about this Utah guy, I didn't know who he was. They were like, "All right, Gresham's going to win." Then, now I watched the promo. I'm thinking, "Fucking hell, this could actually go the other way." If I just missed how big this guy is. Like and then he's, they um, constantly talk about him when the match starts as well. Being the decoder, he figures you out, and then he'll change his ways to batter you basically. And it's like fucking hell! Like I must have just missed out on whoever this guy is. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, mental. I've, I've seen bits of him. He's done like a couple of um, like Beyond Wrestling and GCW. Uh, apparently, he's got a decent match with Chuck Taylor on YouTube somewhere. So I'm gonna try and find that. Um, but yeah, like th- this match was awesome. Like the the big spot for me that was like, where I was like, that's fucking great. So John Gresham's gimmick is he, he's the octopus because he's like a submission grappler wrestler, and he kind of like can like wriggle out of like whatever hold he's in and reverse it. And he he really really hyped that up in this match. Like mm. gets in a hold, and he, instead of like got, he was adamant he wasn't going to use the ropes. So instead of going for the ropes, he just reverses it. Yeah. Like works his way out of it, yeah, um, yeah. which is why it felt like a longer match because it was a little bit. I wouldn't say like slow in a bad way, but it was like methodical, mm-hmm. um, well paced. Yeah, no, try if even though you don't watch Ring of Iron, like go to watch these two matches. Okay. Like, you'll yeah, you'll be fully invested in this tournament. It, okay. It's free. It's free on Fight TV as well. So, right. Um, every yeah, Monday night he put it up. Uh, just. I think it's just before Raw they put it up on a Monday. It, um, it's, it's literally only what? So the first match is 20, 15 minutes. And they, the they've got 15 minute time minutes, limits. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Lethal and Castle, they were set. Like uh, that. the other thing they were doing was like AEW do it and New Japan do it where with the time limit, they'll go, okay, 10 minutes remaining. Hmm. 
um, five minutes remaining. Yeah. And it adds a sense of urgency to the yeah, match, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel. So with the Jay Lethal Dalton Castle one, I think it said like two minutes remaining. And then Jay Lethal was like, just hit his finisher out of nowhere. Um, and won the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Gresham won, um, and we'll use that. The big spot for me, which was, it, it looked horrible as well, was <laughs> Gresham got, um, got Wheelie User in a figure four. Oh, no, sorry. Wheelie User got Gresham in a figure four. Right. He, Gresham rolled it over and then, like, to reverse it. Yeah. And then Wheelie User rolled it. So then they just both kept rolling until he fell off the ring. <laughs> and he just pulled cool. hard, like hard, and then oh, they were really? both like, then they were both like holding the knees, like ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a twenty count for a um, ring out, so oh, okay. They literally got in, like they didn't, they, uh, they didn't even stand up until like well after the ten, like I think they got in like seventeen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was again, it just, it just added like a nice like mm. sense of it, you like, yeah. And then it like. Shortly after Gresham uh, won the match, got got used in a hold and he tapped out. Um, yeah, it was really fun match, really good. If, if you like sort of like submission wrestling and technical wrestling, it was that. Literally, oh, just awesome. any type of the graps. Yeah, just to watch it. Graps in its yeah. purest um, form. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. You don't need a crowd for that sort of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, uh, the next match we've got is. Um, is Matt Seidel versus Delirious, which obviously has like a big load of build. Um, and can, can we just um, say? Can we just say Ben's are out the tournament already? Just who? Ben. 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 Who the, who the ben tasty. Um, oh he yeah, had... he, he, he picked Dalton Castle. Didn't yeah, he, he picked Dalton Castle. Oh, I see. I thought you meant someone called Ben was in the tournament. I was like. No, no, he's no, a, no. He's a me think I've just got his name wrong there. Like. <laughs> no, no. Um, no la- last last week um, on the news video we did our predictions for the tournament. Oh, yeah. So Ben picked Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle is gone. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think I, I put a pick in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Jay Lethal because I don't really know anyone else in there. Didn't Didn't you pick Jay Lethal, Aaron? No, I was. I went. I'm surprised no one picked Jelly. That I put Delirious because he's going to book himself to win it. That's what I picked. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, the the Delirious promo really surprised me as well. Don't no spoilers. I've not seen it yet. I'll wait I won't give you any spoilers, thing. but obviously his gimmick is he just he just speaks in tongues. So <laughs> they and he speaks really fucking quick. So. <laughs> it's different. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, but it is a very good promo, very I, well I, shot. I know what I'm expecting, but yeah, <laughs> it, it isn't what you'd be expecting. I'll put it that oh, way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, G1 started today. We don't know any results because we're all watching it after this. I mean, <laughs> I know the results, but I'm not going to. Don't you say a word. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a discussion for for later on next week. We'll yes, talk about that we'll on Thursday about or next yeah. Saturday. We will yeah. keep up to date as of Thursday I did, with the G1. I, I did have a, a little laugh about what Jay White said before the um, before his match with Osprey. Did you see that? No, I've not seen anything. He said, he said um, I know Will Osprey is a heavyweight because he never fucking shuts up about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Um, Don't disrespect Osprey, boy. I just did. <laughs> 
Who do you hold in higher prestige, Ziggler or Osprey, Aaron? Oh. Oh. <laughs> See, if he says if he says Ziggler, the the people who like know about wrestling will be like crucifying him. <laughs> if he said that straight the thing is the we WWE don't fanboys will be like fuck you Aaron <laughs> the, the issue is we don't get to talk about Osprey as much so it doesn't seem like I do but I'd say Osprey any day of the week oh okay have you seen his fucking muscles lately in his pyjamas <laughs> fucking oh my fucking boy man I'm <laughs> I'm so excited for him and Kota Ibushi having another match that's going to be fucking unreal I think Aaron's just excited. <laughs> I think he's more excited. I'm going to have to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving he's on, chaps. Over your head, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on then. So are we wrapped up with news for this week? I think so. Oh, um, James Storm's NWA contract has also expired. Oh, yes. So he yes. is a free agent. Um, Speculation uh, on where you think he'll go? Apparently, there's talks between um, a lot of like people who work for NWA going to uh, do some more stuff in AW. So, but okay. he also he also did have a Twitter exchange with Aaron's uh, Aaron's muses flame Dolph oh. Ziggler. No. <laughs> Ziggler, um, Ziggler tweeted something about where's Bobby Roode? I miss him. Oh, and okay. Storm, like replied like I do too. Um, oh, okay. And I said, Said something about beer money, and I got a little bit nostalgic. And Whoa. I missed who's beer that? Money. Who's that entering the Thunderdome? It's alcohol funds. Ah, <laughs> James, James Storm, that would have his uh, name because he's already wrestled in NXT. Oh, true, he did, didn't he? Because AJ's yeah. music was meant for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. A- fun AJ facts. Styles' music was meant for yeah. James Storm. Bob Roods but- was meant for Nakamura. But the issue is, James Storm decided to have one match and then go, it's not for me. It's not off for again. me. <laughs> well, went, went back to Impact. That, that delightful fact leads me on to a new section of the podcast, which we've named aptly Tidbits and Trinkets, where... Did you episode, make a jingle? <laughs> there will be a jingle. It should be playing just under here now. so this part of the show uh is where aaron gets to give us some fun facts uh and on this day if you will i see clearly (laughs) (laughs) so i've got a couple of facts for today and a couple of facts for tomorrow as time of recording is the 19th today so happy 35th birthday to renee young and how old is she 35 yeah 35 born in 1985 same age as me. But she was only like early 30s. Troy, you've had a tough paper, mate. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was and on hill. <laughs> and on this, day, broke. <laughs> on this day in 2004, the rise and fall of ECW DVD is released, which would lead on to Vince McMahon going, money, money, money. <laughs> and bringing back the ECW that's a, brand. That's a brilliant documentary for anyone who's not seen it. Yes. Is it on the network? I believe uh, it is. Yeah, I think it oh, is. Huh? I think I watched it not too long ago. I shall give that a watch later. Definitely. 
Um, and we'll go to the 20th. So back in 1985, Classy Freddy Blassie has his last match ever versus Captain Lou Albano in a steel cage match, and he was 67 years old. Damn. Freddy L. That's incredible. Incidentally, so same year. Some of the stories born. about him. Are, uh, Can we just say Lou Albano wasn't that younger? He was 52. Pretty hell. Sweet. Well, that was glorious. Same time next week for tidbits and trinkets. Excuse me. Don't try and cut me off here. We've oh, got, you've got a, more. We've got more. Yeah. Oh. Don't try and cut me off here, bro. As, as you were. <laughs> We're 19- already cutting off of Aaron's content today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't peel back the curtain, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Back, at, back in 1997 on the 20th, ECW presents As Good As It Gets pay-per-view, which is now infamous for the five-minute match between Beulah McGillicuddy and Bill Alfonso. Oh, fuck me. Why is it That's infamous? A- because Alfonso goes to hospital and he's cut an artery and loses a third of his blood. Good grief. Yeah, it's an absolute... Like, <laughs> it's a bloodbath. It- <laughs> wow. <laughs> It, his face, like, it, it doesn't even look red. It looks like almost like black. He's got that much blood on his face. It's brutal. It's fucking grim. Is it oh anything my. on the, the Eddie JBL one from, from years oh, well back? Less, so well it's less. worse. Oh, really? I, th- I think they get away with it because it's not as good quality in the camera. Right. But It's on the VHS. network, isn't it? <laughs> Is it on the network? I really doubt it. I, I watched it They've on YouTube. They've got all the other so. ECW stuff, I imagine. If not, YouTube, it's, yeah. I've seen it. It's, it's there. It's, it's definitely there. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> on, the oh, same, on the same exact night, Shawn Michaels defeated the British Bulldog at one night only in Birmingham to become the new European champ and the first ever Grand Slam champion in WWE. Boom. Oh, that was the match where um, Bulldog dedicated it to his sister who had cancer, didn't he? And then... Lost. Sean. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, he thought he was gonna he thought he was gonna win and Sean politics, so he won. Oh Sean Shawn Michaels was an absolute shit in the early in the mid nineties, wasn't he? <laughs> it's a fucking diva. He's alright. Wasn't, wasn't that the same pay per view where British Bulldog threw a bin at Stephanie McMahon as well? <laughs> I honestly could not tell you. <laughs> Go back I and was, watch it on the network. I, <laughs> yeah. I was two years old. <laughs> there, there, there was there was a I, I rewatched like through the Attitude Era recently, and a, there was one I can't remember what I'm sure it was that pay per view where Bulldog's like kicking off and he throws a bin and off camera apparently it hit Stephanie McMahon. Wow! <laughs> and they kept it in the show. <laughs> wow! Um, and finally, on this day, and well, on tomorrow's day in 2015. At Night of Champions 2015, Seth Rollins defeated Sting for the WWE title, which would turn out to be Sting's last match before retirement. Great, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Was that off the, the buckle bomb? Yes. Have you seen the um, WWE Untold documentary about that on the network? I have, yeah. I watched it only a really, couple of weeks really, ago. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thanks for those tidbits and trinkets. Same time next week. Uh, right, moving on to NXT UK, the return of NXT UK, which aired this Thursday from the BT Sports Centre. Um, 
I was quite I, excited to have NXT I don't know UK if I'm in this mic, but I got completely lied to about NXT UK. Can we just talk about that? I can confirm well, that you I'm are on. in that microphone. Bring it closer to you. It sounds much better. Okay, well, we were totally <laughs> lied to by NXT UK because I was promised a women's title match, a world title match, and the start of the tournament. We got completely lied to, we got absolute bullshit, and I <laughs> fucking wanted to see Kayleigh Ray in action, but no! Hey, she had a promo. Oh, that's fucking great. Love the promo, <laughs> but I would rather see her in a match. All right. <laughs> so, um, yes, the return of NXT UK. Um, I, for one, was quite excited about it, actually. I think I saw... Possibly their. It was last... excited until it started. <laughs> I think I saw their last TV recording before everyone went into lockdown. They recorded in Coventry when they did the 20 man battle royale to set up for TakeOver Dublin, which I have tickets it... for and still don't know if it's going ahead or not. No, I... <laughs> Speaking of um, NXT UK, Lion Tours. Um... That was when they were teasing we were going to get Finn Balor versus Walter, and then yeah, he threw a little curveball and threw Ilya in there. Not that I'm complaining because Ilya's amazing, and we'll get onto that well, later because no, he is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle Royal was on the tapings, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, but so they, were, the... they were building before that. Yeah, the whole battle, like going to NXT UK to hunt down Walter. Yeah, which oh, that'd be so good. So to kick things off with NXT UK, we get a pretty awesome opening package, lots of hype and build-up. Um, it does feel like an eternity since it's been on. It has been six months, but it's it's weird how in you know the US product, the NXT SmackDown Raw, they just plowed through, went straight to the Performance Center, and there's kind of no contingency for the UK one, and it just shut down entirely. Um, I think it was um, because of different restrictions we had to compare yeah, to Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. Um so yeah, we got a really cool opening package, loads of hype, almost like a, not a reboot of the brand, but like it felt very much like it was kind of introducing every, like a, a fresh new audience sort of thing after, after having so long off. Um, we get Sk- uh, Skid Sala, Sid Scala. Skid Sala. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> Sid Scala um, welcomes and introduces the show and is near enough immediately interrupted by Ilya Dragunov. Um, with quite an intense promo. With Obviously, a very, really... that, that entrance way when he came out, it was very like awkward and it's like, oh, what a shame. They've just not got enough space to just come at the screen or anything. <laughs> like you could see him coming way behind the barricade along the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked it's a bit up. depressing, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the setup for it looked a bit like um, when AEW were doing the shooting in um, QT Marshall's wrestling school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, see, see if they just kept the camera off. Like, I don't know where they would put it. Like, just have the video package of Dragunov, like his video image on the screen for us to watch. And then have and him then, appear in the middle. Then have him appear in the middle of the screen. Yeah, maybe, that would be maybe. a lot better. Like, like the uh, entrances on SmackDown too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aye, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do that. We, um, it's still early days. There may well be some tweaks and changes. Um, one thing I will say, and it's kind of a theme throughout, um, the BT Sports Center as a whole looks pretty good. I like the layout of it. They've got that kind of video pillar at the side on, on the left. Um, I like the camera angles are good as well. They've got the camera on, on the jib that kind of comes across the top of the ring. And Did you yeah, not think the hard cam looked a bit half close to the ring? Like it was very, like, we'll, t- we'll talk about it when we get on the first match. But... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, like I say, first show, still lots of tweaks, I'm sure. But um, yeah, generally, nice to have it back. So yeah, Ilya Dragunov comes out, interrupts, uh, pretty intense promo. Um, obviously very fired up. Noam Dar interrupts as well. Um, anyone notice him break the fourth wall and, and address the camera at one point? I can't remember exactly what it was that he said. Um, but he comes out in his entrance and says something to the camera. Um, but yeah, comes out and, and a ruckus ensues uh, and Scala sets uh, that matchup uh, for the main event of the evening. Even though we were promised Walter versus Dragunov in the main event, but never mind, eh? I mean, wasn't Walter Dragunov meant to be at TakeOver No, Dublin? it was. I can swear on you, it was meant to be for the first week at NXT UK. What was the headline for Dublin then? I, I don't know, but that's what we were promised for it, the first origi- week. Originally, it was going to be Walter versus Dragunov. Yeah, I that's thought. what I thought. I mean, uh, it probably then, still will be now, but... Well, it fucking won't be, will it? Dublin I'm not told if it's still on or it? not. <laughs> <laughs> We will see. Anyway. Take over BT Sports Studios. That's it. I mean, essentially, it'd be take over London, wouldn't it? That's where it is. They've done that already. Uh, London <laughs> London 2? Was <laughs> uh, that take over London? It was a great show. Yeah, it was. Um, moving on, uh, non-titled tag team match. Uh, Gallus, um, team of Mark Hoffey and Wolfgang uh, against Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. This is the start of my... There's a lot of Scots in NXT UK. <laughs> so three of them in this match. I, Not that I it's got, a bad thing. I just didn't realise how many there were. I got That's a message. I got a message from Troy earlier breaking the podcast. Who the fuck is Kenny Williams? That is Scotland. Oh, whoa, 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 that was that Jay. Was oh, that was Jay. Yeah. That well, that's even how worse. You? That's how even worse. <laughs> that is. That is Scotland's representative in the WCPW I, World I, Cup, I'll have you I, know. I actually didn't say who is Kenny Williams. I said what is Kenny what Williams. What is Kenny Williams? Well, he was a, time, he was a he time splitter before, but I think since he joined... Bargain Bin Kushida. Well, that was actually a match, was time splitter versus time splitter. Oh, all right. Back, in the, days the of, back in the days of WCPW, you know. Take Kushida win. Uh, yes, he did, funnily enough. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fact man, Aaron. Which, which um, goes back to my previous statement, what is Kenny Williams? It, well, because uh, she the one for the gimmick, I'm assuming. ICW is a lot better, obviously, because it's Scotland and it's an 18 plus. You can swear and say whatever you want. But in um, WWE, is very, very, I don't want to say it, but bland. Tame. Tame, yeah. Be nice. Like, <laughs> like, it's NXT UK <laughs> it's weird isn't it it's it's like PG, a PG cross of ICW in progress like see when you see these people fighting in ICW you think oh just adult wrestling 18 plus swearing blood whatever else and then you've got WWE and they're just like everyone's best friend or they just stop swearing or it's like oh come on dude you know you want to swear <laughs> there's a few there's a few teams that I feel like they've thrown together just because they're there Amir yeah. and Kenny being one of them well yeah that's something Mark we'll get Andrews onto and Flash as well yeah that's that's and something that we'll get it, onto at the end of this match um, yeah but uh, yeah so opening non-title tag team match um, yeah a decent start from Williams and Jordan uh, quick tags and trying to work the arm I think of I think it was Mark Coffey that was in at the start. I don't remember, but yeah, like lots of energy from them. Um, and clearly the underdogs going in. Um, 
And then the tide turned quite quickly. Um, Gallus started to take charge. There was a, a big, solid clothesline from Wolfgang that, that stood out where he looked like he decapitated the guy. Um, and that was what kind of changed the momentum of the match. Um, at one point, Nigel McGuinness mentions uh, the depth of the tag team division. And I was like, really? I don't ever recall there being that many tag teams in NXT UK. However, after this match, we see there are a fair few. Um, I can think of two who were conspicuous by their absence, which we'll get to. Yes. The, the only yes. four I could remember was the ones that were in TakeOver Cardiff in that fail four-way ladder match. They're the only four I can remember. Which was a very good ladder match. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Nigel McGuinness also, and I'm, I'm almost fed up of hearing it, uh, is Wolfgang wants a pub fight, but the problem is he's the one that owns the pub. I'm really tired of hearing that line. Just let the man get on with it. He doesn't own a pub, so he does it. own a no. He, he does own a pub. Does he now? Yeah, he oh, does. I, he no, legit I, does. I stand. <laughs> I stand corrected. Try. <laughs> he okay. legit. He legit owns a pub. That's why he says it. But at the same time, it is very, very repetitive. So he should. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> but, I mean. Scott Steiner owns a um, Tiger Shoney's in Ackworth, Georgia. They don't mention that in his gimmick all the time. <laughs> true, true. Um, so yeah, Gallus continue to work on Amir Jordan in the corner. Um, it's quite one-sided at this point. Um, Amir gets a step up in Seguri to down Wolfgang and make the hot tag to Williams, uh, who gets him some early frantic offense. Um, they tag Amir back in uh, and gets a close two count off uh, a senton. Uh, Gallus again quickly take charge uh, and then finish them off and, and win. Um, I was expecting a bit more from the opening match of the kind of restart of NXT UK, I'll be honest. It, it, it got very boring very fast. It did. It was. I know we were saying the other day the... Um, Imperium and Brizango match where it kind of got to a very slow start and then it really picked up. This felt like it never really got out of kind of first or second gear for me. Again, um, we were promised different things, but never mind. True. That there may be some reasoning behind that. Um well the re- the reason is right, going through this whole like show, they give you a summary before each match. They basically give you a match of each division. And then they go through the competitors of each division. Yeah. And they I suppose a quick summary for the first week, basically. I suppose they have to because it's it's the first yeah. time back in, in six months. They're not and only... Once they showed that off, it made sense. It can be doing a bit, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, I want fucking Kaylee Ray on my yeah, TV. Yeah, of course. Here. The thing is that <laughs> they're, they're not... Well, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> he, says, he says, sat there with a Kaylee Ray t-shirt on. <laughs> my, my mate Kaylee Ray. <laughs> Friend, friend of the of podcast, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah of course this is they've been off for six nearly seven months they're obviously trying to appeal to a newer audience and obviously remind those that have been watching it previously as to what's going on so i think that's why we get these little packages before and these these soft introductions and stuff which is fair enough but obviously yeah. for those of us that kind of followed it a fair bit before it isn't yeah. what you're it's expecting. more of for the abroad appeal because british wrestling fans are like even like when it was starting before I didn't really watch NXT UK apart from the takeovers not gonna lie I tried but to but it's just I, I tried and it just felt very 
exactly. It, it, go, it goes it goes back to what we were saying before about like ICW and progress and that. It feels like a watered down version of that. Yes, definitely. Okay. And yeah. I don't watch I don't watch either of them, so I, I can't comment uh, commentate. No, but I can't commentate any, either, but I can't comment on on those. Any but. any really indie company before mm. WWE bought everything. If you watched anything. You can tell, like everyone that goes to WWE, they just water them down for NXT UK, mm. and it just yeah, it, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not their character. The thing is, it's like they have to, in a sense, because it's although I say it's a more global audience. Like yes, it's predominantly for fans in the UK, but it's meant to be more an accessible audience. And I'm sure, like parents with young children wanting them to watch British wrestling, aren't going to show them ICW straight away, given that it's clearly an adult product. So it's mm. it's a soft it's a soft introduction for a younger audience. Wait, what, I said this last week. When you go from fucking ICW Fear and Loathing last November, uh, Piper Niven versus Kaylee Ray in a Queen of Insanity match, which is literally just a death match, basically of weapons galore, like to Kaylee Ray versus Piper Niven, which we're going to get next week, which is going to be just a match. For the title, a women's title match, just a plain old singles match, no swear, no. It could be, it could be done well just for the grabs, but probably, probably not because the they're both fantastic wrestlers. Well, that's the thing, yeah. It, it doesn't have to have weapons and everything in, as we I'm, know. Like pe- people, if they're I, I, if they're decent enough wrestlers, they can put on a good enough match without that. I, I can see what you say. What you say, and they're like, I mean. To, not to stray away too much, you look at like guys like the big one for me is Kevin Owens when he signed for WWE, and there's so many moves in his arsenal that he can't do because Vince won't let him. Mm. And it's like, well, why did you sign? Yeah, <laughs> you signed him based on what you saw, and now you're not letting him do what yeah. it was you signed him off the back of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's just a bit, I guess, gentrified, isn't it? But, yeah, I guess so. So. Yeah. Anyway, we come to the end of the match. Uh, as I say, uh, Gallus pick up the win, uh, and then we get come a on look. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a look at oh, Here we go. <laughs> the majority of the other tag teams in NXT UK. So we get uh, Webster and Andrews, uh, The Hunt, Pretty Deadly, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, uh, Imperium. Um, so th- there's, I go back on my earlier point where Nigel McGuinness says there's quite a bit of depth in the tag team division. There's more depth than I thought there was. And it certainly feels like there's more depth on NXT UK in the tag division than there does well, on, say, Raw or SmackDown at the moment. Especially when uh, the two biggest teams in the division weren't even there. And they would be Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Of course, yeah, Grizzled Young Veterans. How well, could I forget? I'm sat here with a Liverpool shirt on. <laughs> Liverpool's <laughs> number one. Two, two of their teams... Oh Two of their teams were new, weren't they, as well? <laughs> so for, the, for those who didn't question. see, Jay had a shoe up in the air. Um, yes, yeah, so there were a couple of new tag teams there. Um, question. So, see Ashton Smith? Yes. Is he, he always been... He was a no, singles guy before. So, it's a new tag team. He's not been with This Oliver Carter over. guy I've seen... He's uh, Swiss, isn't he? Who? Oliver Carter. Oh, is he? I think so, yeah. I because saw... Oliver I, Carter. I know him as a tag team with Rampage Brown. That's how I know him. Oh, okay. So. I saw him at the TV tapings in Coventry that they did back in February or March or so. I'm sure he was there. Um, the other new tag team there, I think, are pretty deadly. And again, I, I think... I remember his angle. 
Yeah, I, I get that sort of frat boy looking motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but that there are a few more tag teams that I think I initially gave there, credit for. Yeah, there's a lot of tag teams there that do feel that you can tell they've kind of just been thrown together. Like yeah, Mark Andrews and Flash because they're both Welsh. They're, they're True, although they've been, no, tagging, they've been, they've been tagging for a little for a while. Yeah, yeah, but at the same at the same time, when they were thrown together as a tag team on um, NXT UK. They were literally in like a a feud in um in progress. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is it a bit like they did with Champa and Gargano when they brought them up to Raw? Suddenly they were a tag team, but they exactly were feuding like on NXT. That yeah, yeah. Mm. That's even worse because it's part of the same company. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it's it and with like with the Hunts as well. Um, Wild Boar was tagging with. Uh, flash in progress. So it was like, well, why didn't you just put them as a team? Yeah. I suppose Primate and Wild Boar visually are better suited as a tag team. Yeah. As opposed to uh, a guy that dresses as a hey, mod Prime. and a guy that comes out dressed as a, a boar. <laughs> Primate is a fucking lad. Primate came, uh, came from a broken came jaw. Retirement, didn't he? Yeah. He came back from a broken jaw. Yeah. Like so completely it, shattered jaw, by the way. Not really? just a broken jaw. Yeah. Like 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 Drew McIntyre was. Yeah. Just exactly like that. <laughs> so yeah. One kick that, and he's, he's out. Can we <laughs> can we just say just to clarify in this podcast, the primate one is genuine. These guys yeah. are just ripping the pish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the the NXT UK tag division. Um Looks fairly stacked at the moment. And like you say, that's missing two of the biggest teams uh, in there. So, I didn't even notice though. That's yeah. the bad thing. And, and that's kind of, well, it's the good and the bad thing. You go, well, there's a lot of depth there. There's some decent tag teams. And for to, to be able to afford to not include those two and still have them there and not even mention or show them, yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, moving on, we get uh, a promo from Saxon Huxley. Saxon Huxley. I don't know what's going on. Uh, can't speak. Is he the? Is he the cat one? Saxon Huxley. Yeah. Uh, what did it? The was that his gimmick? It was like the cat or the, the battle cat or something the like that. Cat. That's it. Um, now he seems to be channeling his inner Bruiser Brody. Um, oh, nice. Just, it no, just, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, yeah, you see the chain around his neck and against the fence. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Like when any, you, any any homage to Bruiser Brody and Danville? No, when when you said his name, I was like, "What promo are you talking about?" As soon as you said Bruiser Brody, I'm with you now. Yeah, there yeah. Go. Speaking of promos, moving on to Kaylee Ray, who comes here out away, next. Here away, here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> comes out to the ring um, to hype up next week's match against Piper Niven, um, who then appears uh, in ring to tell Ray. Um, that she needs to tell the truth on how many times that she's lost to her, uh, about the times that she beat her in Japan and this, that, and the other. Um, so there's a bit of back and forth um, between them. Aaron, did you have anything on this this uh, this little promo? I was fully expecting the match instead of a promo, but... Um, <laughs> You're not bitter about this at all, are you, lad? No, not, not but I was pumped for any. <laughs> UK until I just got to lied to nothing. At least, at least it'll happen. possibly be on next week. It is next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely until, next week. Until they change it like they did this week. <laughs> Hopefully that'll stop Aaron whinging. We'll see. And then we'll, we won't hear the fucking end of it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, bit of back and forth uh, on the microphone between them. Uh, Kaylee Ray then goes to hit Niven 
uh, but she sees it coming, uh, tries to do the same and hit her back. Uh, Kaylee, Ray, Kaylee Ray then scuppers out and rolls under and out of the ring. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that next week. I'm sure we will. They told us we are, but, you know, they could always go back on it again. Um, but it should be a good match. They're arguably, well, clearly are the best two women uh, in NXT UK's uh Division and they're at the both moment. Scottish, hey boys. Both hey Scottish, boys. even both more Scottish. Scots. We've had, <laughs> we've had approximately five Scots uh, in <laughs> the last maybe 20 minutes on screen. Because minus Pete Dunne and Tyler Beatty, is they're absolutely god shite awful. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa there. Whoa. Hold up. Who's on the main card that's English? Who's on the main card that's English? Main card. Don't worry about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the grizzled young vets are probably going on to bigger and better things in actual NXT. Yeah. Not wasting, not wasting the time with him um, slumming it in NXT UK. I'll wait, ten, <laughs> I'll wait 10 years for that at the most. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we get a promo uh, package for Isla Dawn, another Scot, um, who is then up in a match next against... Aoife Valkyrie, is that how you pronounce her name? Aoife? Spelled A-O-I-F-E, I think. Um, Aoife Valkyrie. Alfie. Her name's Alfie. <laughs> Alfie. Alfie Valkyrie. This wasn't, Alfie Valkyrie. <laughs> this, this wasn't too bad a match. Um, again, I think it's there to just kind of showcase the other women in the women's division. Um, there's a little bit of backstory there as well. I believe they faced each other before uh the lockdown uh, earlier in the year or maybe the back end of last year um yeah. so yeah the match kind of starts off um with the a lot of kind of kicking and shoving early on um showing that they've sort of scouted each other out obviously they fought each other before so they they, they know each other's uh, moves and style etc if you like um valkyrie gains an early advantage uh, lots of holds slowing the pace down um and at one point, Isla uses the ropes for a distraction to then gain an advantage. Uh, Valkyrie later manages to turn things around, uh, has a flurry of offense, uh, kicks and slaps and stuff like that. Um, that kind of flurry of kind of martial arts looking stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, her style seems decent. I've not seen her before, um, but she's kind of short and fairly stocky, like quite explosive. Looks kind of cool. Um so it'd be She's interesting. coming after you now, calling her stocky. <laughs> you know what I mean. Come on, man. <laughs> she, she's not. She's not kind of like uber slender, kind of stick thin, slim. Like she's, you know, she's clearly got a bit of power behind her. She's um, an L seven weenie. <laughs> she's a what? Sorry. <laughs> See, if you listen to the AEW versions of this, you would not know what an L seven weenie is. <laughs> Oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some kicks and slaps, uh, a bit of kind of martial arts style offense, if you like. Um, she manages to, she gets thrown into the ropes and rebounds off, I believe, the bottom rope and kind of comes back with this kind of like half springboard insecurity kind of move, which looked kind of cool. Um, she then downs uh, Isla Dawn, 
climbs up to the top rope and hits the split leg drop uh, to take the win. Um, that move had a name, but I couldn't quite work out what it was called, and I that, can't find it anywhere. That split leg drop was absolutely awful, by the way. What was worse, that or Damien Priest? The leg drop, because I, I don't know if it was Valkyrie's fault or Isla Dawn's fault, because it was, I don't know. I'll be Just honest, the, I didn't think it was didn't that drop bad. In time. She didn't drop in time. Was that right. on? So her leg was still, it was a split leg drop, as you say, off the middle rope or whatever. So yeah. basically, like, her leg that would hit her was still on top of her, but she had landed on the floor. So she was basically, like, her leg was above her head. Right. Because Isla Dawn didn't hit in time. Okay. So it was just a bit, I, I, I thought it was shite. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it, I thought it was shite. <laughs> that particular move or the match as a whole? The, the match was okay, it was just a bit boring. Yeah. I think much like the first match, it didn't really get going. And it again, gave, it, as Troy said, it gave you two people from the women's division that aren't the main stars. It was there as a showcase, not a showpiece, if you like. Didn't it showcase much? <laughs> Just showcasing some additional women's wrestlers in the division. Stop being so bloody salty. <laughs> so, how many how many beers have you had now, Aaron? Is that like the third or fourth? Third. It's fucking ten to two. He's on it. He's on fire. Let me get my maid to pick one up. Wow. <laughs> Moving on, we get a promotional package. Promotional package for the Heritage Cup, um, which I'm quite intrigued about, actually. Um, yep. So we get um, a kind of a little promo intro for each of the competitors who are Akid, uh, the Bomber, Dave Mastiff, Birmingham's Finest, go on, lad, uh, Noam Dar, Flash Morgan Webster, Joseph Connors, who personally I really don't like, so, uh, Alexander Wolf and Trent Ruddy Seven. So who did you guys have on to win this again? Uh, well, we've got the wild card entry. We don't know who that is. No, yet. no, no. Because I've, I've, we spoke about this last week, Thursday. Me, I think we said, yeah, we, we, said we all agreed with we all agreed with Pete Dunn. I think I've we got another name Pete for Dunn. it. Pete I've Dunn. Got two names for it. Pete Dunn was announced as the special guest for the draw next week. So whether yes. they kind of swerve and he enters himself as part of the draw. Um, Pete Dunn's um, also one the producer now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, is he? He got oh, okay. named. Uh, I think they named him. I think they announced it today or yesterday. Okay. Should have probably put that in the news. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Marty Skrull of NXT UK. Don't compare before, Pete before, to Marty Skrull. Before it went all to shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, think we all said Pete Dunn for the winner the it, other week. Well, I've got I've got two names. I've got two other names now. Okay. Um, so Tyler Bate be another one. Where is he? Good shout, good shout. Yeah, and a non-WWE one, but still it could really work because it's technically WWE. Progress oh. Wrestling, is he champion just now? Is uh, Cara Noir? Oh, Cara Noir. I would love Cara Noir. Fun fact, oh. fr- friend, friend of the podcast, I went to university with him. Oh, did you? He, he used oh. to live with my old housemate, Andrew, yeah. So, Cara Noir, big shout out. I love you. Your face is on my bag that goes traveling everywhere with me. So, (laughs) love you. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad shout, though. 
Not a bad and another another person I'd love to see in a NXT UK actually while we're on on that is a uh, Spike Trevay. He's oh, fucking yes. brilliant. Yes. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He um I've got I've got a not, photo with him. Um he's not Liverpool. a Tory, but he's definitely a Tory. His gimmick yeah. is it's That's his gimmick. <laughs> yeah. No, but he said I, in an interview he's never said that he's a Tory, just everyone assumes he is. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, well he, he cut a promo at a Liverpool wrestling show, obviously, because there's a lot of hatred for the Tories in Liverpool, where you're basically saying how much you love the Conservative Party. He then, he He's then, dug um, himself his own grave there. Yeah, he then proceeded to get absolutely murdered by Clint Margera in a, um, in a death match. Up. Everyone, <laughs> everyone that likes indie wrestling, go watch Riptide Wrestling because it's probably the best indie promotion in England right now. Spike Trevay uh, also wrestled at my friend's promotion. Uh, in Leicester, shout out to Wrestling Resurgence. Check them out. Um, really, really good. Uh, but yeah, I saw him there and he was superb. He had a match against uh, Jimmy Havoc. And also, I think he had one against Cara Noir as well. Um, but yeah, that's a good shout. I'd like to see him in NXT UK. Um, but I suppose all will be revealed next week as to who this wildcard entry is. But yeah, there's the... Uh, I, the I, I still think it's going to be Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. Don't disappoint me, Karen Noir. You can fucking do this. Come out with your black swan entrance and everything. You know you want it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The, um, the CGI mock-up uh, of the trophy, that's kind of cool. It reminds me of like an old football, like League One trophy from yeah, back in the day. Apparently, this is going to be instead of a mid-card belt. Oh, okay. So it's gonna they're gonna do the tr- the tournament and then the trophy is gonna be defended as a title. Yeah, I heard that the winner would then essentially be the champion, but rather than being like the like a kind of a trophy winner, it would be a trophy, but a trophy that is paraded around and, and defended. Yeah. yeah, it's a I weird mean, anything, one. Anything's better than the original <laughs> uh, the original titles they had in progress. So that's good. Did you see them? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, so the world. The world title was a staff. What? Yeah. I mean, um, it's different. And then the tag <laughs> titles were two halves of a shield. That's cool. I like that. But then but then they integrated that into the, the, the Progress Tag Team titles. Oh, so okay. it looks like a yin-yang. It's really cool. Um, oh, yes. I've seen the yin-yang ones. Yeah, yeah, They're, yeah. they're like one of my favourite belts in yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that's pretty it's cool. So nice. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Heritage Cup draw is next week i'm not sure if any of the matches are next week but the draw is certainly next week i i reckon the draw might i don't know it, it, they'll, i reckon they'll either open the show with it or close the show with it yeah depend depends how big the wild card is well that's the thing yeah who if the wild card's like a big name then by all means they'll probably keep it till the end so it's like yeah. a big oh holy shit no at end the end but... yeah yeah um wild card aside uh, who do you see taking that from from the list there? A-Kid, Dave Mastiff, Noam Dar, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, Joseph Connors, Alexander Wolf, and Trent Seven. Um when they they were trying to they were trying to push um Joseph Connors before lockdown. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him or um Dave Mastiff. I don't think Trent, I think he's like there just to like Add a bit of name value to it. Yeah. 
Is that is that your is that your pick for it? Um, <laughs> of course it fucking is. The only issue is we'll get onto it with the main event. But okay. But yeah, A Kid's another one though. Like he's I've not I've not actually seen him wrestle. Isn't um, he Tyler Bates like understudy? Or they? He, I thought I'm he was sure he was. I thought he was Osprey. One of Osprey's lot. Oh. Um, I think he's I know one he, of Osprey's lot. I know he's uh, one of the only people that Meltzer's ever gave a retrospective five star to. Oh, really? Um, he had the match with Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, um, okay. In Spain. And he, he was in um, Defiant Wrestling, which is WCPW, when yeah. they converted. And that was their dying days. Like He was in them at the end for about six months or something. Okay. So I, I, I know all of them. But... Yeah. Yeah, he's so, someone I know of. I've never got around to watching anything of his, any right. of his stuff. Yeah, so I watched, I watched his stuff, but I didn't think anything amazing of him. Yeah, so your pick would be Joseph Connors or Dave, Dave Mastiff, Mastiff. Uh, wild card entry aside. And Aaron, you're saying Noam Dar also wild card entry aside. Cara, Cara Noir, if it's wild card, if it's him, Cara Noir, any day of the week. <laughs> awesome, it's, it's gonna be Pete Dunn because he's got fuck all. I know, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's worth a go, all right? <laughs> so we now move on to the main event of this week's NXT UK. Uh, Noam Dar against Ilya Dragunov. Um, Boy needs a haircut. He does, <laughs> does doesn't no, it? Got quite the mop going on. He's got quite... I bet, I bet he regretted that as soon as he started wrestling. Like, he kept sweeping it in his face. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very physical and technical start. Um, I really like Dragunov's kind of unorthodox kind of fighting pose style sort of thing. And yeah, that weird kind of... Right, in, it's right in the jaw. Sort of right yeah. yeah, he's, he's cooler. It's I really like him. I didn't buy into him. great. But it's great. Yeah. Um, just sort of ang- angry Malfoy. Angry Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I had him, I had him to beat fucking Balor at Worlds Collide. How wrong was I? I think I might have done as well, actually. He came, no, to be I, fair, he came, he came close. I, th- I think I was generally the only guy out of our group, Troy, that picked Dragunov, but just because okay. it was Dragunov, really. That was an awesome match, though. Yeah. Really, that, really good. Ma- his, match against, um, his match against yeah. Cesaro on Cardiff as well was fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it was. That was what turned me on him when I was like, this is awesome. And it wasn't just a case of... Oh well, he's in there with Cesaro. Cesaro, like, is there's, good. Um, make anyone look good. Like, he was superb. There's a match of his with a uh, Volta on one of the WXW shows they put on the network. That's oh, right, yeah. worth a watch. Cool. If you want, Check if you want something to whet your appetite for a yeah. takeover. Yeah. <laughs> what takeover? <laughs> I'm, I'm bitter about it. Yeah, I've not been told if it's on or not. Are you literally gonna just like cycle down to BC Studios all the way from Coventry? He's doing, right, he's doing an Aaron. He's doing an Aaron. He's being salty <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I'm salty for good reason, Aaron. Not like you. <laughs> it, it, it'll, be, it'll be like one of those talk shows where they do it and like they've got like the glass window behind the presenters and there's people who like go up to the window. You just yeah, see yeah. Troy with a sign saying, where's Dublin? <laughs> uh, so... Yes, uh, a physical and sort of quite technical start to the match. Um, Dragunov looks really cool with with his stance, a kind of fighting style, very unique. Um, this match throughout was really hard hitting. 
Like, but I was yeah. fully invested in this. I don't yeah. know if it was just because it's Noam Dar and I was I want him to win the Heritage Cup. I don't know if it was just because of that, and I feel like if he wins this, it would push him. Mm. I was fully expecting Dragunov to win, but at the same time, just give Dar the win. Give yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was. Um, I thought this was was a solid match, and we'll. we'll go into a few of the kind of points over it in, in a moment, um, kind of the specifics rather, if you like. Um, but as a whole, I thought it was a good match and similar to, um, is it Thatcher and priest from NXT this week? I don't think, I think this is a match that wouldn't look out of place on a, a UK takeover show. Um, uh, maybe even as, as an opener. Um, but yeah, I thought it was awesome. They really kind of kicked the tire out of each other. As I, as I often say, um, but some quite stiff shots in there. Um, it, yeah, just look really, really impressive. Um, but yeah, it kind of spills outside the ring briefly. Um, then what have I got down here? Uh, I think Noam Dar gets up onto the top rope, if I remember correctly, hits something off there and kind of takes control of the match. Dar then very aggressive, very methodical and target, targeting specific areas. There's bits where he's got his leg and his arms and stuff while he's down on the floor, kind of reminiscent a little bit of kind of Orton's methodical style, a little bit of Pete Dunne as well, where he works, not joint manipulation, if you like, but yeah. Well, Noam Dar's style of wrestling is technical. Yeah. It's just that he got lumbered with a 205 Live a lot at the start. But even though he's not really a high fly. He's not a high fly, he's not a cruiserweight, is he? Definitely not that, No. no. He's never been that. Even before WWE, so yeah. Um, so yeah, Dar gets very aggressive, uh, methodical, technical um, style targeting areas of the body. Um, Dragunov then mounts a comeback, and this match was very back and forth between them. At one, at no point was kind of their, a clear dominance by one or the other person. I think, um, and it, it yeah, it was just awesome throughout. But lots of hard hitting, strong style, back and forth. Um, Dar worked a bit on the legs, and at one point, I think went for the knee bar. Does he call, call it the uh, champagne, champagne super, knee, super bar. knee bar? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's like he's a big Oasis fan, so everything that he does is evolved around Oasis. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes for that. Um, Dragonoff manages to get out of it. Um, hits a massive lariat, which I believe is called the the Constantine Special. Um, I fucking hated that. That was so excess and unnecessary. In what way would you use that? That six one nine style fucking through the ropes for that no. Was, that was a was, bit much. It was so delayed and yeah. it was unnecessary. Yeah. The clothesline itself sense. looked good. The clothesline itself looked brutal, but that bit made no impact on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. Um, so yeah, he hits that. Um, Dar once again um, regains the advantage and control and gets a very close pinfall. Um, then there's a really big exchange of blows. And like I said earlier, reminiscent of one of those kind of takeover matches where it wouldn't feel play- out of place in there, where there's kind of that real heavy back and forth and the crowd kind of really kind of raises and you feel it's kind of coming towards the end of a match. Um and uh, yeah, they had this massive exchange, which was really, really good. Um, Dragonoff then hits uh, a weird, sort of, I think they call it a gotch suplex or something, where it looks like he's about to give him a reach around. <laughs> he, he grabs the other hand, <laughs> suplexes him back over. Oh, um, yeah, 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 gotch style. That's it. Um, 
yeah, gets gets a two count off that. Um, and then we come into the, the business end of the match where Alexander Wolf then appears to distract Dragunov. Um, stood up on the side of the ring. Uh, Dar gets a, a close two count off uh, the distraction and the roll up. Uh, Aaron, are you, you you're leaning forward like you've got something? Norm Dar would have won this if it wasn't for Alexander Wolf. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, he can get revenge in a Heritage Cup, can't he? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Guarantee that'll be the opening match. Possibly why they've been put in there, or why, uh, why Wolf's been put in there. Um, so yeah, Dar gets the the close two count uh, off the, the distraction roll up. Wolf then climbs up onto the ring apron. Um, Norm Dar is inadvertently thrown into Wolf, who pulls off the apron. Uh, Dragunov then sets himself up for the Torpedo Moscow, I think it's called, um, yeah. which is where he just sort of runs and launches him. So it's kind head, of like... Headbutt something. It's sort of like a headbutt spear thing. Zinedine Zidane style headbutt. But let's touch in the ground. What it reminded me of is when in the old Sonic games, when Sonic kind of like just spins round at a ball really quickly. and just... <laughs> I'm going to call that move the Sonic, attack. I'm going to call that attack. The, the Sonic Spinball from now on. So yeah, he, <laughs> he hits him with the the Spinball Moscow Torpedo, whatever it is, uh, and picks up the win. Um, which uh, it was a great match, really, really good match, really, really hard hitting. Has that always been his finisher? The Gotch style like suplex, the German, the Gotch style German, and then the headbutt. The headbutt, uh, um, yeah, the headbutt. The two Yes. I think the Gotchings may be a transitional. Like a signature. Like a signature, rather. Like yeah, a signature, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think it's a finisher, though. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome match. Really, really enjoyed it. And I, I, thor- that I thoroughly enjoyed it. And mm. I, I was in a huff at the start of this show. So yeah, that's I, thing. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> no, I, really. I, I couldn't, couldn't tell. I You've couldn't not tell, mate. It whatsoever, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'll upset you away with it. Can, can we just say for the podcast, NXT UK after this week won't take as long. It's just that we've got a lot to gripe about you. <laughs> well, you, you've got a lot to gripe about. <laughs> but after the match, we then get a fresh trim, fresh fade haircut, Walter appearing, um, which is oh, yeah, no, really, no, no. really cool. No, no, no. The camera was on dragging off, and you heard was, the start of the music. I was gonna say that was <laughs> awesome. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really like as soon as, as soon as you heard the first note, and Dude. obviously like that, yeah, that piece of music saying Talk about cream in your theme, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> as soon as you heard that, it was like Jaws, like yeah, his face just sold it perfectly. Superb. Really well done to dragging off or pulling the cell of just a shot face on yeah. the hard cam well Dragon done off and then Bay came whole. out sorry go ahead sorry Bay came out yes Volta yeah missed yeah, yeah, so yeah. much yeah massively shocking people yeah I think um, Dragunov generally with his with his facial expressions and selling stuff is superb like points throughout that match where it looked like he'd been stabbed in the gullet at one point after taking repeated slaps from from Dar and just really selling it. But yeah, facial expression-wise is awesome. He's, he's so good. And he, he's still really young. He's only like 24, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, really young. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's a weird one with NXT UK, I think. And I, I don't know if you guys are in agreement, but 
for me, or certainly before when I was watching it, and I don't know who else you know they're they're introducing in the, over the coming months, but it feels like there isn't anyone legitimately that can beat Walter. Yeah. Like an unbeatable, like well, it doesn't feel like there's anyone apart from Tyler Bate when he faced him, because you can see it's a whole David and Goliath thing, and and he, arguably like you go, he's okay, gone no, live as well for a bit. Yeah, but that there doesn't feel like anyone else that's on Walter's level, in my opinion. Um, Ilya's twenty six years old, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Still young. Still young. Still young. For a wrestler, very young. Mm. Yeah. For for someone who's been been around like as long as him as well, really yeah. fucking young. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it when um, when they started up, I think this is what kind of like initially dropped me off with NXT UK was like they obviously started it up. Um, Bate was the first champion. The tournament was amazing. The tournament was amazing. Yeah, yeah. they had Pete Dunne and Bate um, at the takeover, um, which, which was incredible. Was incredible. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they never felt like there was like anyone who could have beaten um, Pete Dunne for that belt. Yeah. Well, like, it, every time they done it on NXT USA, like the normal NXT, it would always be a case. It would be a case of Pete Dunne versus Ricochet for the mm-hmm. UK title. It was like Ricochet's not going to go to the UK, yeah. or yeah. Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. But it was, like it was they always didn't know the what same. They were doing with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. and then the they, they did they did the tournament the, the perfect chance they had it they had initially to take the belt off done. They did the tournament that Zach Gibson won, and over oh, yeah. that over that two days they built Zach Gibson as being like a legitimate threat, like yeah. threat to Pete Dunne, yeah. and they really made him look like a big deal. Yeah, and then they had I mean they had a fantastic match, but mm. done one, and it was like mm, here we go. Um, yeah. But then we got Waller and. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Even yeah. like when he looks like a Joe, champion. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Even like when Joe Coffey though faced Pete Dunne, he didn't feel like no. for one second he was going to win. No, no, definitely. Um, not. I wasn't sold the, by it. The first time I had ever known about Walter was against Will Osprey in WCVW. Oh, you bastard! Osprey got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> that's Osprey got much. absolutely murdered. Yeah, that's that's Valter though, isn't it? He's just he's the final boss. Final boss, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, it'd be interesting. It's I obviously uh, the having the Heritage Cup as like a mid card belt, I'd say that in, in comment about. Um but initially I thought with this Heritage Cup, oh, will it be there then desert like you know, they, they have a title opportunity off the back of that win. Will, will it um, be a title or will it just be a yearly cup thing? They what said they're going to yeah, defend it. it like a title. Is it genuinely a title? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm going back to uh, Volta as well. I would. I was quite surprised that they put Ilya with them this early. Mm. I, I felt like they were going to build Ilya up. So by the time he got to Volta, he was like a credible threat. Whereas I, I feel like now Volta's probably just going to flatten. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. We'll see. It'll be interesting if, if, if the if the um, if they recreating the storyline he did in WXW, I'll be fucking up here for it though. Yeah. So to give you give a bit of background, um, Volta was the champion. Ilya 
went after Volta, couldn't beat him, so he retired. Um, and like legitimately stopped. He stopped wrestling for like about six months. Um, okay. Then their like version of like WrestleMania. Um, Volta was defending against. I can't remember who it was, but anyway. Just assume it's David Starr because it wasn't David Starr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was um, anyway. Um, yeah, so about to start the match, and Volta says, "Well, actually, this is a triple threat match." And then Ilya's music hits, and it's one of the biggest oh, wow. pops I've ever seen in my life. Really? And then he came back and won the belt that night. So and, like, I, I, I remember hearing about it and looking it up. And I was like, holy shit, this is like insane. <laughs> yeah, there's people that... crying in the crowd and everything. It was like, fuck me. That's how you, that's how you do it. So yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if you go down that route, I'll be quite cool with that. But yeah. I don't think they will. No. Just WWE. <laughs> it, it's just a case with WWE. Like, if you don't watch British wrestling indies for NXT UK, then you're not going to know who any of these surprise shockers are either. Mm. Like, even the ones that just show up and are like, oh, yeah, we're signed, we've signed them now. Yeah, like they're yeah. going to be British indie talent, but well, that's the thing. That's that's the, the market is aimed at, though, isn't it? Yeah, but, but then if you're wanting to make it more, or like the US, or even more, like they won't have a fucking clue who they are. So mm-hmm. they just skip it again. Like yeah. even us lot that have watched indies or some sort of indies don't mm. know everyone. Yeah, true, I, spo- I suppose though it's kind of like um. Like compare, I'd compare that to like when they have um, like the new sign and showing up in the takeover in the crowd. Mm. So not yeah. everybody knows who it is. No, but enough know who it is for to it get to a bit of buzz behind it. And, yeah, 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 and for people to then go, okay, who's this? I'll look into that. Uh, with yeah. the the NXT ones, the ones that takeovers, they're usually bigger stars like New Japan or Ring of Honor or both. Or they're Keith not. Lee. That they're not in, they're not indies in the UK. They're bigger names than that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh. Anyhow, that sums up NXT UK and their first episode back uh, from lockdown. <laughs> 